In a world where every belief is challenged, where do we go? You are now listening to the Truth of the Matter podcast, where the world is seen through the lens of scriptures. Right, hello, welcome to Truth of the Matter Live. As you can see, we're in a new environment together with my friends here, JV, Josh, and John. All right, uh, let's go. So today we will be discussing an article entitled, Practice a God-Centered Perspective. So, ang sabi dito, what do we do when our expectations are not met? How do we navigate through life when we don't get what we want? The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. To walk by faith means that even if we don't understand the wise, we cling on to the trustworthiness of God. We do not judge God based on circumstances. Rather, we view our circumstances based on the goodness and faithfulness of God. How do we develop this God-centered perspective? Remember the three R's. So recognize God is sovereign. We need to remember that we are not God. God is. He does not need anyone's approval. He has every right to do as he pleases as it is written in Psalms chapter 1 Psalm chapter 135 verse 5 up until verse 6. Daniel was an example of someone who recognizes that the sovereign will and power of God. Throughout his life, Daniel acknowledged that God is always in control. Moving behind the scenes, Daniel chapter 1 verse 3, Daniel chapter 2 verse 21, and even chapter 4 verse 35 of the book of Daniel. When Jerusalem was besieged and had fallen into the hands of Babylon, Daniel had certainty that God will protect them to accomplish his purpose in all circumstances as he had always done before. God's sovereignty does not remove human will or choice. As we recognize God's sovereignty, we are to do our part to trust and obey. Through Jeremiah, God gave a reminder to his people who were exiled in Babylon to carry out the normal activities of daily life. To pray and seek the welfare of the nation they were living in. Jeremiah 29 verse 5 to verse 4 up until verse 5 and also verse 7. With the promise and assurance of hope for the future. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 up until verse 13. God allows trials and calamities to get our attention. To turn to Him, seek Him, find Him, and find rest in His guidance. Rest in His plan. The Bible commands us to rest in the Lord. Psalm 37, 7. When we believe that God is in control, we can rest and be grateful in our situation, no matter what it may be. In this election, if the candidate we voted for did not win, we can rest and say God is God. And we are not God. We are to submit to the authorities established by God. Romans 13, 1-2 A.W. Tozer once said, A Christian who is not obedient to the word of God is not a true Christian. The only time we will not be able, we will not obey is when we are asked to go against the word of God. We must consider it all joy. James 1, 2-4 when we face trials because through this our faith will be tested and developed 
It is in these moments that we can practice dependence on His plan which builds endurance in us, leading to spiritual maturity and lacking in nothing, in wisdom and understanding. So for our final point, we have represent Him to the world. Of course, we uh, recognize that God is sovereign, uh, we rest in His plan, and of course, the most important thing is to become an ambassador for Christ as it is uh, written in 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are the representatives of Christ, and uh, more than our politicians, more than our country, our passions, or even our businesses, because it is our primary objective it is our priority to tell the people about the important message of reconciliation so our passion for other things must never exceed our passion for jesus christ not politicians not politics not uh, our games and stuff but christ should be our main mission in the gospel to share it because it is the power of god unto salvation and um, ultimately, it is not just the power, but it, it's also the transformative power in which a vile and wretched sinner is made into a uh, holy, forgiven son of God. And this is the kind of transformation that uh, we, as Christ's committed followers, uh, should be and must carry throughout our lives, not just when we go to church, uh, but also when we go to our homes, when we study, when we submit to our authorities, we must live as Christ's committed followers. And um, to sum it all up, let us be the true and genuine and effective ambassadors for Christ, our beloved Savior. Also in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 up until verse 5, and also including verse 7, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who work carried away captive whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and dwell in them plant gardens and eat their fruit and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it for in its peace you will have peace and for our next verse jeremiah 29 verses uh, 11 to 13 i think a lot of us are familiar but let me read it for you guys for i know the thoughts that i think towards you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil and to give you a future and a hope then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. 2 Corinthians 5.20-21 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Revelations chapter 1 verses 7 to 8 Behold, He is coming with clouds and every eye will see Him Even they who pierced Him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him Even so, Amen I am the Alpha and the Omega The beginning and the end, says the Lord Who is and who, ha who was and who is to come, the Almighty 
For our discussion question, sige, let's start with John, tapos paikot tayo kay Josh. Yeah. For the first question, how do you process disappointments and what do you do when you don't get what you want? So, how do I process disappointments? So, to be honest, eh, rather than a stoic approach, if God ordains, if it is His will, how will I go? I, it will be futile to go up against His will. So, what is your following question, Kanina? So, what do you do when you don't get what you want? If, if things do not go as according to my wants, I would just, you know, let it be and proceed with that event or occurrence. So, ayun nga, how, how we process disappointments, how I process disappointments is that, of course, there are times when you're sad, there are times when you're... You really, because it's human nature, diba? Right? We're all selfish and we all want what we want, even if we're already saved, because we're still in this nature of sin. So, to be honest, uh, when I don't get what I want, sometimes, you know, I tend not to obey, which is not what I should do. In fact, what I should do is, you know, to the dancing John, trust in God's sovereignty, because not everything that we want is necess- not necessarily the best for us. So, ayan, for you, JV. How do you process disappointments? How do I process disappointments? Well, it depends on the disappointments, di ba? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, hindi natin makuha yung gusto natin bagay. How do I process disappointments? Well, it, it, it varies. Sometimes, uh, I, just, uh, I just accept it. Or sometimes, uh, I, I do admit I get upset about it. You know, sometimes, like what Jedi said, uh, we tend to um, disobey those who are much superior to us and that is the part of the sinful nature of the flesh fortunately and uh, but sometimes you know i do accept it and but and it's all by god's grace and what do you do when you don't get what you don't want well i kind of answered it now <laughs> but uh sometimes uh the flesh prevails but uh uh, by God's grace, I could uh, process it and I could accept it in an honorable manner. How do I process disappointments? Probably, probably through prayer. That will help you, especially if you ask God for comfort. Na, oh, Diyos ko, hindi ko na gusto ito nangyari sa akin, no? Dahil nga sa makasalanan ko na nature. So, Pray, through prayer, that's very important. Oh. So, what do you do when you don't get what you want? Siguro, nung bata pa ako, magawala ako. <laughs> so, kidding aside, no, as an adult na, surrender. I think I will surrender to the will of the Lord. That's very important as a Christian. If you, do, if you don't surrender, you're missing the point. For the second question, alright, you can read it now, John. <clears throat> Alright, for the second question, how do you demonstrate your trust in God's sovereignty? So, what my approach would be is that, similar to the Stoics, you know, I love the Stoics so much because they, they already accept kung ano yung mga events or occurrences na nangyayari. I, how do I demonstrate this is by trusting in the Lord, reading, devoting with His, with his word. And also pray as well. Because only He is sovereign. It's, as, a, as I said kanina, we, we, cannot, we cannot reverse what God 
has already on his will and ordained. Uh, this is something I noticed because it's prevalent with some evangelicals. Of course, we already tackled this in some of our previous episodes, but one trend is that they would like to emphasize the power of man by uh, self-affirmation, that we can do it, love yourself. Of course, we should love our, love our neighbor as we love ourselves, but uh, sometimes we put more trust in our own knowledge, we put more trust in our own ability than in the sovereignty of God. So what to do? Of course, uh, like what Josh said, uh, if you process disappointments, pray to trust in God's sovereignty. Also pray. But in reading God's word, you know more about Him. And you know more about His sovereignty that we can't change what He has already ordained from the beginning of the world. So what we can do now is just to be on the, the winning side, on God's side. So just to pray and to increase our trust more in Him. For uh, It's not more of us changing His decisions, but in Him changing us so that we can trust His decisions. So how about you, JV? Um, um, for this one, this is more of an, an inward answer, I would say. And like the boy said, prayer. We are called to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests be made known to God. And that is one of the most effective ways that we could um, demonstrate that we trust God's absolute sovereignty by asking Him, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. So prayer is, uh, is a good, is a good uh, cure for an anxious heart. And um, God promises that He will give us His grace and peace if, uh, if we'll pray and trust in His divine sovereignty. So how do you demonstrate your trust in God's sovereignty? So for me, it will still be prayer if I cannot do it because of my, of every, of my sinful nature, as everyone has. It will still be, it will still be the same prayer, and also by following it, very important. For the third question, uh, what can you do to represent Jesus properly? So. So I would say, Kanina, it it would be the most basic. Read the word, apply, and exegete it. In order to represent Jesus properly, you must live according to the Bible. What can we do to represent Jesus properly? First, like what John said, we should represent his word properly. And if we know his word, we can know Jesus more and we can represent him by First and foremost, obeying God's word. It's, it's not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word that uh, glory, truly glorify God. So like our, ano, the message, the Sunday service that we have attended, that it's important to really know who our God is. It may be money, it may be ourselves, it may be what we have. But to represent Jesus properly, we should know that He is all that we have. And we should represent Him as such to others. What can you do to represent Jesus properly? And this does not tackle that uh, you should represent because you should definitely represent Christ. But how you uh, represent Him is very crucial. You know, share ko lang, it's rather unfortunate how a lot of Christians today are the, f the front runners for protesting against uh, authorities it, it, that is very unfortunate you know you could see them becoming toxic letting their emotions get the best out of them so what can we do 
and uh, we uh, you guys remember the the earlier podcasts that we did about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and um, we've learned that the, the icing on the cake, like the piece de resistance, is uh, self-control. Self-control, and that's very important. Is you could uh, withhold what you know. Because you know that it might it can hurt the other person. And also love. Jesus said that, that the world will know that we are in Him because of our love. So I think those are the two things that we must uh, put a great priority on. Um, love and self-control towards others. Because you know, di naman natin masasabi kung sino dyan yung ano dyan, ma-influence natin. So that's it. To become an ambassador for Christ, let us have self-control and let us love one another the way Christ has loved us before the foundations of the world. So what can you do to represent Jesus properly? It's very important to watch your actions, no? especially as a Christian. There may be times that we may be too emotional and Sometimes we cannot control it because we are merely humans, fleshly, with fleshly desires. So it's true actions, it's very important. As a quote said no, by Gandhi, I love your Jesus Christ, but I do not like your Christians, if I remember it properly. So as Christians, it is very important to be Christ-like, to watch our actions. Because there, there are too many Christians in this world today that they, some, they forget to watch their actions. They become too harsh or too rude, too cold or too hot. So emotions and actions is a very important part of being Christ-like. So with that, uh, I would like to appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been a three-week gap from our last episode. As you noticed, wala si Sam, Nathan, nakasama natin. But first, uh, to, like what I did the last uh, episode, I appreciated them. And now I'd like to acknowledge and appreciate them. I really appreciate Sam and Nathan for all your help for the past nine months of Truth of the Matter. And I also appreciate these two guys right here. Josh and John for hopefully being with us for the next chapters of Truth of the Matter and let us know guys uh, if you like this new setup by liking yeah. sharing and subscribing and our YouTube channel following our Facebook pages and I hope you would see us with our next uh, Truth of the Matter live episode live. with our guys here so thank you very much guys and see you all next week God bless us all bye guys <laughs>